Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the 69th Psalm. And in the 69th Psalm, we're looking at what got us in this Psalm was that we were seeking to uh, learn more about how the Lord delivers us and what happens when things are coming against us, trials, tribulations, persecutions, enemies, things like that. And we've seen in the 7th Psalm, the 22nd Psalm, and the 69th Psalm some things. We're at the end of the 69th Psalm now, so let's pick it up where we, uh, well, yesterday we were in verse 30 and 31. Let me read that and we'll continue on. David says this, you know, David was saying, even in spite of all this stuff that's happened to me, this is his response. I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. And it will please the Lord better than an ox or a young bull with horns and hoofs. So we looked at these two verses in the previous episode and saw that David says, you know, I'm going to praise the name of God. I'm going to give him thanks. And this is going to be more pleasing than any sacrifice that I could bring, a sacrifice of an ox or a bull. Now, verse 32. The humble have seen it and are glad. You who seek God, let your heart revive. Now, think on that. Verse 32, the 69th Psalm. The humble have seen it. That means those that are meek, okay, those uh, that have been afflicted, those that have undergone some things. <clears throat> but they've seen it. They've seen what? What is it they've seen? <clears throat> they've seen the salvation of the Lord. That's what he's talking back about back in verse 29. He says, may your salvation set me securely on high. <clears throat> and he's saying, those that seek the Lord and that are meek have seen it, and they are glad. They rejoice in what they've seen. You who seek God, let your heart revive. So he's telling the people of his days, he's telling us, if you are one who seeks God, then let your heart revive, you know, come to life. Let life come forth from your heart. And notice this, the word let, okay, let. As you see echoes of it over in Psalm 22. And he's saying this, you know, if you're seeking God, seek him. And allow him to do what he wants to do. Let your heart. Don't let your heart go the way that it shouldn't go. Let it be revived. The Lord wants to bring life into every human being. So let him do it. Verse 33 tells us why. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his who are prisoners. So we've seen in these psalms that David's crying out to the Lord and crying out, save me, save me, save me. You know, how long, God? How long are these oppressors? How long are these dogs? How long am I going to be in the pit? How long are these things going to be? But he's declaring at the end of this, Lord, you are the one who hears the needy. And he knew it. He knew that God heard every word that he lifted up. And he also knew that God did not despise him, that God's waiting and that God's timing for deliverance for salvation to save him wasn't because he despised him, okay? The fact that someone is a prisoner is not because God despised you. There's a far greater purpose afoot in the midst of all this. 
So he says, he does not despise those who are his prisoners. Verse 34, let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves in them. And he'd been using uh, creation motifs and ideas, things of creation to describe what was coming against him. The bulls of Bashan, okay? He describes the enemy as the dogs, that type of thing. But now he's saying, hey, let everything, the heavens, the earth praise him. Everything praise him. The seas and everything that moves in them. Let all the earth praise the Lord. Then verse 35. For God will save Zion. So now he's uh, getting a little bigger picture of some things right here, okay? He says that God is going to save. And uh, the meaning of the word, it could be fortress, like the city of Jerusalem, the Temple Mount, that type of thing. In other words, he's going to save his holy mount. Sometimes it's translated that way. What's really interesting is what the word means. Zion means parched place, a parched place. But in the uh, prophetic writings, it's, it's used quite often of Jerusalem. So he's saying that God's going to save Zion and build the cities of Judah. So that gives us even more understanding that he's speaking of Jerusalem. God's going to save them. God's going to build these cities. Why? That they may dwell there and possess it. He's going to save Jerusalem. He's going to save these cities of Judah and that his people will be able to dwell there and that his people will be able to possess. Then the last verse of Psalm 69, the descendants of his servants will inherit it and those who love his name will dwell in it so though david was going through a horrific time at this moment though david didn't understand though david was crying out though it was horrible it nearly cost him his life as he declared he says you know i know that god's going to save jerusalem i know god's going to restore these cities and he's going to do it to where his people can dwell in here and the descendants of his servants will inherit it so he's saying, you know what? It may not happen in my lifetime. <laughs> but those who descend from his servants, those who do that, will dwell there. They will inherit it. The ones who love his name, who love the name of the Lord. That's the second time he's referred to this name. Remember what he said? He said, I'm going to uh, uh, worship your name. I'm going to praise the name of God through song. He says, those are the ones that will literally inherit these cities and they will dwell in it. It's quite a, a, an emotional psalm that we see here. So go back before you recline upon your night bed this evening and read the entire 69th psalm and just watch the flow of it. Uh, you'll see yourself in a lot of these things, the frustrations of life. And then the way he closes, that yet I will praise you, Lord. I will give thanksgiving to you. I know that that, that you have promised us that we will inherit and that it will be our descendants who are faithful to you. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.